Hello, welcome to Manhattan Minute Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Adrianson. Today we have our first guest with us. Uh, this is the first guest on Manhattan Minute, Jay Kelly from the Manhattan Park District. Welcome. Thank you. I appreciate having, having you having me. Thanks for coming. A couple of things I just wanted to point out is the main mission of this uh, podcast is just to get some information to the residents. You know, a lot of people ask questions. What about this? What about that? You know, if you would like to start by just explaining the park district's role in the community and how you make our community much better. Yeah, I'd love to. So the park district, I think, to start off is <clears throat> a separate governmental body within the Manhattan community. The, the park district actually covers all of Manta Manhattan Township, not just Manhattan proper. So we serve about 12,000 people based on some numbers, you know, at the current census. And um, we have about 300 acres of open land, open space, parkland. That you have to maintain, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we a have a staff of four full-time park staff that maintain all of our parks and our facilities, keep them. And that's something that we've been working on. I've been with the district for just under four years, and we've really been working on improving the aesthetic value of our parks and our facilities um, as we'll get into with some projects. Yeah, they look uh, very well maintained. I know even Central Park looks great. I mean, everywhere you look, it's all maintained very well. Yeah, thanks. It's uh, it's a priority of ours, obviously, keeping things safe and, and, and beautiful in the parks. And so, um, yeah, and then we have our rec staff who provides numerous recreational activities throughout the year through programs and events. And there's administrative staff that is, you know, behind the scenes, keeping us all, you know, the glue behind everything, making yeah, sure that, it together. yeah, paying bills and <laughs> yeah. paying people. So we employ about uh, 10 full-time staff and, you know, throughout the year it varies, but 15 to 20 part-time staff. And that's uh, another key role in the community, being able to employ people, keep them busy. And a lot of times we're people's first, first job, you know, camp counselor yeah. is a lot of times someone's first, you know, experience in the workplace. Yeah. If they want to do after school care or anything like that, it's another good way. Don't you guys offer after school care? Yeah. The, the, uh, the den is uh, very popular before and after school program. We have about 50 kids in the program right now and, um, it's been growing. It's a much more structured program than what it was when I started. And, um, it's a recreational based program, which some people don't understand. It's not a an extension of school. It's yeah. a, it's a, we are a park district. We're providing recreational services. Another service that you're providing. Right. Yeah, that's good. So, yeah, that's kind of the overview. You know, our goal since I've been on the park district is to rebuild the the reputation of the park district and to enhance the confidence of our residents in the park district by focusing on improved services and being more consistent in what we provide. And, and um, we certainly, I think we've done a good job and we have room for improvement as always, but we're headed in the right direction. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, there's a lot of services that are provided through the park district. And, um, you know, one of my other focuses, trying to work with the park district, and all the other taxing bodies just to come together and make every event and every service even, even better, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've worked in many different communities for several park districts over the course of my career. And I've said this to many people, and that is that the leadership of Manhattan, you really cannot find a more like-minded group of people to, that want to serve the residents to the best of their ability. And we have a great community with a lot of young families. And, uh, you know, it, it's just great walking around and being able to talk to everyone. You see everyone at a, a restaurant or grocery store, and you just run into people that you know, and everyone's looking out for each other. We all, all have similar interests. And, um, yeah, like you said, we're all on the same page. Sounds good. Yeah, it's a beautiful community. I uh, I don't live in town, but... 
I get the best of both worlds. I get to be a little closer to the city and still enjoy the country because yeah. that's how I grew up out in the country. So I like it that way. Okay. Yeah. See, it's always the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on again. And uh, I don't know if you want to talk about some current projects that you have uh, in a, or something in the works. Uh, sure. I yeah. noticed uh, <clears throat> drove down and seen the Hanson building kind of under construction. And a lot of people are like, what's going on there? What, you know? Yeah. It's been under construction for a while, but it's a, it's an old building and we, so we're in the process of refurbishing the exterior of the building, and then we will then move into the interior. The, there's a lot of work to be done on it. It's an old building that has, <clears throat> that has been added onto over the course of, I mean, 50 years probably. Oh, wow. So unfortunately, the, the, digger, the deeper we dug into that project, the more things we had to fix, so it slowed it down. That's how it always is, every project yeah. like that, you know? Well, and you add on the, the fact that materials are hard to come by these days and some of that's been slowing us up but this and we've we've taken on a lot of we take on a lot of projects in-house we have a very talented staff that saves us hundreds of thousands of dollars by doing projects in-house versus paying people it is important so but sometimes that prolongs the outcome but the building is going to be beautiful and we're very excited about that project and then moving on into the inside to make it much more up-to-date and usable by adding programming space that so we can properly program to the community well that's good what other projects do you have going on at the park district yeah so back in uh 2019 we updated our master plan and the focus is coming out of that master plan from a priorities of was century east park which we completed the playground um, development last fall we have now begun the process of developing hanover estates park which is a five-acre pet parcel of land within the Hanover Estates community, and that's a big park. It is a big park, and it's a it's a big community with lots of kids. The moving forward, and I have a demonstration of how we can do this. I'd like to work with developers to get parks developed early on in these developments versus waiting till the end. Oh yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it helps them sell homes, and yeah. it provides the people that are moving in a you know a place to take their kids yeah they can walk right to the park if it's already up instead of waiting uh, three years let's say or five or who knows so no doubt that that you know so that's i mean i think hanover states is probably 95 percent developed now yeah it's almost done and we're just now installing the playground so we we need to change that so but but that park in my opinion will be um a demonstration on how a park development will take place moving forward versus just a playground on a piece of land. Oh, okay, great. It's you know, I mean, so many people refer to a park district as the park, yeah. and a park is not a playground. A park is a lot more than that. You know, as far as the infrastructure and the system overall, you know, we have community parks in, in Central Park and around Barn, and we have neighborhood parks and tot lots. There's a variety of things. There's actually a, a method to the madness. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you got a plan together. Yeah, we're definitely developing a vision. Um, we have, you know, we've worked with the village and the developer of Banks Farm to to do exactly what I said as far as getting the playground and park developed early on. Um, we have some some land coming to us from the Whitefeather Park. We disconnected the trail from Whitefeather to Round Barn Farm. Oh, great. That's a big thing <clears throat> that we want to do at the village level, too, is come up with a master plan and work with you guys on any type of uh, bike paths that we can connect to all the communities. Yeah, and we have there's actually another piece to that puzzle that will go in the far southeast corner of, of Round Barn Farm, which will lead into the future of our in, internal path system there and connect closer to the junior high and Smith Road. Oh, great. So, you know, but that's just, again, a one small piece of getting the overall connectivity to, of the community in, in line where it should be. 
So those are some current projects that we have um, going on. Round Barn Farm is obviously, it's a, uh, it tugs at the heartstrings of many people in Manhattan. Yeah, it's a well-known spot. Uh, I noticed it was just mentioned in the uh, Round Barns of America article. Yeah, so it's been around since, 18, the Round Barn has been around since 1898. Wow. It was um, constructed out of wood from the World's Fair. That's great. And um, the story behind, and if you've, our goal is to get people into that barn because obviously the exterior right now is deteriorating. The barn is not going to fall down. It is structurally sound. Yeah, that's what I keep hearing. And, and, um, but the outside is not, not looking great right now. So we, we've been engaged with a, um, special, an architect that specializes in barn restoration for about three years actually. And we're just, the funding is going to be a problem. It's, you know, right now the cost estimates on that are just to restore it back to its original state, not to add any amenities is nearly $2 million. Wow. So it's, it's an expensive, it's an expensive proposition. And so actually we're working with our foundation to maybe focus on the barn restoration as a fundraising mechanism from through, you know, the community in other ways. Yeah. Can you explain, uh, a lot of people are confused about the, the park district and then the park foundation. I mean, I understand that the Park Foundation is able to raise money. Is that what it is? And Yeah, so the, the foundation was formed with the sole purpose of raising money to go towards the parks. Okay. And over the course of years, there's been, you know, since I've been here, they've they've helped us purchase a, a Toro lawnmower that with, you know, with a total capacity of 11 feet deck. Wow. You know, which saves us, it literally cuts our mow time in uh, by two thirds in certain cases. They put the sunscreen, the canopies over the splash pad. The oh, foundation nice. donated towards that. And there's been probably close to $100,000 of donations over the course of time since it was um, developed. But it's it's a that's their role. And I've been, there's a lot of new blood on the foundation board right now. And we're looking at focusing on the barn itself to oh, restore good. it. Yeah. And so uh, the park district cannot raise money for themselves to purchase items. Is that how it is? Or... Well, so it, the the park district is funded through tax tax, tax dollars, dollars yeah. and through you know tax dollar revenue, which we do get through either you know facility usage or program fees. People can donate to the park district, okay. and it, it would be a tax write off. But a lot of times, people would prefer to go through a foundation, yeah, a, tr- and, a true five hundred one c three that they can I, you know get write you. off and that kind of stuff. And they do the wine fest. I mean, that's a great event. Yeah, that's the wine fest has came back this year after a year off because yeah. of COVID, and they had. About 600 people in attendance. Oh, wow. And they had they restructured it a little bit, and it was a huge success. It was a beautiful night, and um, the park was, you know, it was only a couple weeks after the Labor Day event that you, yeah, you that hosted. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, we've had some, the foundation does very good. Yeah. And it's awesome to have them, on, you know, supporting the park district as well. Speaking of events, do you have any other events that are coming up uh in the near future, I understand something in December, you have a winter fest or something. What Can you explain what that is? Sure. Last year, because of COVID, we um, implemented a drive-through Santa visit at Round Barn Farm. That's cool. And people were driving. So we had a huge turnout. I think we had 450 cars come through in two and a half hours or three hours where they drove through and they got to see Santa. They dropped off their letter, obviously, safely. Mm-hmm. And people stayed in their cars. And we thought, you know what, <clears throat> we've been trying Round Barn Fest in the fall for a couple of years, and with everything going on in the community in the fall and surrounding areas, we thought, you know what, let's not focus on the fall. Let's uh, let's focus on how we could widen out the range of offerings for that winter event. So this year, Round Barn Winter Fest is going to be an extension of that, 
where there's going to be activities in the barn. We're going to have a petting zoo inside the barn. Inside oh, the barn. That's cool. Yes. I have not been in there yet. Well, it's it's. Well, please. I'm going to try. I can get you in there anytime. Yeah. <laughs> I want to check it out. I've always been looking through a window all the time. You know. Yeah, and it's um, it's the beauty of the barn can only be seen from within. Okay. It, from the center of the barn, looking up, and that's where you see the the engineering and the the wood and the framing is it's phenomenal and wow. it's it's certainly um, anyway so that's the yeah. goal and so we're gonna have activities in there with the petting zoo the the elf's workshop the people are gonna have the opportunity to see Santa take pictures and what we, the concept was to do it on Friday night before state Christmas on state okay to kind of help kick off the holiday season for the community oh yeah that's a good idea and then at the end of the night and then throughout the evening out at the pavilion we'll be having like junior high like courses and choirs from our schools, uh, the Magicals, and then at the very end of the night, the Grinch, who will be a part of the event, is also going to be DJing the last hour, hour and a half of the event for the D- the Grinch's dance party for, oh. the, for the kids and family. Oh, we'll have cool. concessions and beer and wine. And uh, Can you tell me what day that is and what time? Yeah, so it's December 3rd, Friday night from 5 to 10 at Round Barn Farm. 5, five to 10, all right. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be there. Yeah, so that's the most current one. We just ended our our uh, haunted trail that for trick or treating. Yeah, so that was a free event to the community. And oh, that's the other thing: winter, the fest, the winter round barn winter fest is free to the community. We will have concessions and things, but there's no entrance fee. So just come park for free and walk yeah. around and enjoy everything. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, so that's cool. And then next summer, God willing, we will be back with our full lineup of concerts in the parks and okay. movies in the parks and. And those types of events. Get back uh, in the swing of things. You yeah, know? for sure. So those are our, you know, really most current happenings as far as that go. We're focusing, we'll have winter break camp over the holidays for those working parents who are not off over the holidays. If you need a place for your kids to go, we offer winter break camp. That's a great service. So that's uh, current current happenings. Great. Do you have anything else? or? I think that's kind of everything right now as far as the overview of the district and our what we have going on. Yeah, and like I said, I'm just getting started with the podcast, so hopefully... Uh, as things come on, uh, every once in a while, you can, you know, hopefully you'll be our guest again and, uh, you know, go over some things that's going on at the park district with the community. Again, thanks for coming and I appreciate it. Yeah, I just mentioned that we, our board meets the second Thursday of every month um, and they're obviously open public meetings if anybody wants to join us. And if you have any questions, we, uh, we'd love for people to call and share any concerns or anything like that. We're, we're really open to community input. Oh, great. And I also seen uh, you guys are hiring. Is that right? Yeah, we're all you know hiring for part-time staff right now for the den. We'll be hiring. Um, our goal is to hire two new full-time positions starting May our, with our new fiscal year, May one. Okay. So yeah, keep an eye on. So about they go to the um, they just go to the website and yeah. apply. Okay, Manhattan, ManhattanParks.org has all has all of our information. Our winter guide will be coming out virtually um, within the next week or two. No, the week after Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, so that'll be on the website as well. All right. Great. Well, thanks again for coming, and uh, I'm sure everyone's going to appreciate the input that you gave us. All right. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Anyone that has any questions or uh, anything that they'd like to talk about, uh, you can email me at manhattanminutepodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.